From Georgia Public Broadcasting, this is On Second Thought. I'm Virginia Prescott. Nearly 4.6 million people live with developmental disabilities in the U.S., a reality that hits home for about 600,000 living in Georgia. Oftentimes, individual voices and experiences get lost in those numbers. That's why Frequency Media, a Georgia-based podcast production company, collaborated with the Georgia Council on Developmental Disabilities to create Hidden Voices. It's a podcast designed to highlight the stories of people with disorders and their families. There's two worlds. It's a community and a disability world. And I believe those two have a strong connection. I believe those two need to come together and make a better change for good because we are just like you. I am joined by the CEO and founder, Michelle Corey, one of the executive producers of Hidden Voices. Hello, Michelle. Hello. And also in the studio is Maria Pinkleton. She's public relations director at GCDD. Maria, great to have you with us. Great to be here. So, Maria, I'm going to start with you. The GCDD Storytelling Project, this first launched in 2018. Why choose podcasting as an outlet for this project? So in its second year of project work, there was a shift to how can we tell these stories differently. The first year was collecting the stories, having written stories, and then also having accompanying photographs. But the stories from the people themselves, as they were being collected by our storyteller, story collectors, were so vivid. The words, the emotions, the passion behind what they said was so wonderful, they wanted for people to hear that too Mm -hmm. and not simply read the words. So in this second iteration of the storytelling project, a podcast was added to the list of final products, and it has been amazing. Um, The topics that they've covered have ranged from transportation to the Olmstead decision to education home and community-based services. So it's been everything that we hit upon as an organization at GCDD and everything that hits upon people with developmental disabilities and their families in Georgia. Well, we'd we'd love to hit on some of those topics in just a minute, but I want to ask you, Michelle, podcasting, of course, has really taken off the last couple of years. It's your business now, but there are about 700,000 podcasts. So what were you adding to this with Hidden Voices? Oh, so much. And 700,000 is a pretty low number in terms of a content landscape. So if you think about the number of TV shows that are new on Netflix on any given month, 700,000 is pretty low. So there's actually a great opportunity right now to fill a gap. Um, And there's nothing like hidden voices out there because we are just telling these vivid stories that they're already collecting And we're bringing them to life via crisp audio and via narrative that was brought to life beautifully by Shannon Turner, the host. So there's a lot that you can get from this show that goes beyond what our main purpose of the show is, which is advocacy, which is good stories and human connection and a beautifully woven production that just feels good to the ears. the audience for this? Is it is it people living with disabilities, caretakers, lawmakers? All. <laughs> Everyone you just listed. So initially the project was a was housed within our public policy department and it was a method for them to reach out to and connect with legislators, connect legislators with people in their district, right? Who had developmental disabilities and their families. And so it went from being an educational connect maker for lawmakers and their uh, constituents and then moved over to actually being an awareness piece 
and educational piece. Well, let's give people a sample. This is a clip from an episode focused on housing and transportation. Here is Parker Glick, a 29-year-old trans male you spoke with. So what happened was I was going down closer towards Fellini's on Sycamore. And there's a small street, a side street called Berry Street. And so I'm just there with my obnoxiously large headphones and riding along, headed home. Then all of a sudden I get a, like a blank screen. I wake up beside a tree because that's, I guess, where you wake up after an accident. Michelle, tell us more about Parker and his, his, his story. Oh, my gosh. I mean, Parker is gregarious and he is this incredible human being who just like is very colorful and vibrant. I think that's a proof point for podcasting is you could never capture Parker in his full glory in the written word alone. And so to be able to share this moment with our listeners and have that connection point with someone so special is special in its in and of itself. Um, but actually, there's an interesting story story that lends itself to why it's so important to advocate um, for these people and this community in Georgia. And it's because even just getting Parker to the studio was almost impossible. Transportation, which is one of the issues we cover in this podcast, was brought to life. The issues were brought to life with just trying to get Parker to the studio. What kind of disabilities does Parker have? It's got a long name that starts with an A, uh, was, he was born with, but it means that he's got a mobility impairment, uses a power chair to get around, and so that lends itself to certain issues when it comes to places being accessible. Yeah, the uh, places bus on that are stop. Yeah, that are ex- buses that are accessible, MARTA stations that are accessible, and buildings that are accessible. So clearly there was an accident here. Clearly there was an accident, Um, yes. Not when it related to getting him to the studio. Uh, He's recounting a story from his own past and why transportation is so important. And when things go wrong, they can go very wrong. So for us... Parker getting to the studio meant that the bus had to have wheelchair accessibility, and it didn't, that the MARTA stop had to have an elevator, and it was broken, um, and that the studio had to have an elevator, which it didn't. So we were able to find a different studio that had accessibility, but all the other pieces didn't click in. That's why you hear him in his environment, because we went to him. Mm. That's also the beauty of podcasting, is you can record anywhere. Right, and it brings home that kind of experience of somebody it in does. a different way. When we were looking into this, the, the GCDD highlights stories of people with developmental disabilities, or DD, right? And the legal term developmental disability varies from state to state. How does Georgia define it? So Georgia defines it as any disability that happens to an individual before adulthood, okay? So a lot of the people within the podcast have developmental disabilities that were obtained at birth, so cerebral palsy or any other types of disabilities such as that. But then there are also a few individuals who had been in a car accident or had meningitis, right, as a child and sustained them then, and therefore they fall into the developmental category of disability as it happened during their developmental years. So, Michelle, for you, you're using audio, of course, to tell stories, but disabilities are often associated with voice or expression. You know, people will need interpreters, they'll need voice simulators. How did you navigate those kind of challenges in production? It was so interesting, and I think it adds a richness. I think um, it wasn't a challenge, but rather uh, a creative puzzle piece and something that makes this show really special. So the way we navigated that, I think the biggest 
quote unquote challenge was when we wanted to make sure that everyone had a voice. And so, you know, GCDD often says nothing about us without us. So even if there was a translator, let's say a caretaker who was translating or clarifying what was being said, we wanted to make sure that the actual person delivering the message got a chance to deliver that message. So that is a where artful editing comes into play and where we had a lot of checks and balances between me and Ina Garkusha, the absolutely phenomenal producer on this project, and she's our producer at Frequency, making sure that we were having internal conversations and then having external conversations with GCDD and L'Arche and the, the executive producer on this project, Irene Turner, who is from Resurgence Impact Consulting. Mm-hmm. Correct. And so having those conversations and making sure that we were providing checks and balances for GCDD and they were doing the same for us, I think resulted in a really well-balanced show where everyone's voice is heard at some point. Michelle Corey there. She worked on the Hidden Voices podcast in collaboration with the Georgia Council on Developmental Disabilities. Also with us from GCDD is the Public Relations Director, Maria Pinkleton. Well, one of the episodes focuses on the 1999 Olmstead case, which became a Supreme Court case in Georgia, regarding discrimination against people with mental disabilities. Can you break this down and tell us what led to this landmark case? So it was many years of people being warehoused, basically, when they have these types of disabilities. So and put away in some kind of facility. Put away in some type of facility, and it has been seen routinely as it's okay to put someone away. It's okay for that person not to be seen. And that type of mindset really creates the society we live in now where there's a stigma, right? Well, I shouldn't see that person. And there was, um, in Georgia, in Milledgeville, there was the Georgia State Hospital, which had many, 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 many people um, who lived there, who had various disabilities, and they could live very integrated, active, happy, lovely lives outside of that facility if they could be with their families. And to make community living accessible, possible, and successful was what that case was about, pulling people out of those institutions and getting them into their most vibrant lives. It actually saves the state money when we don't do that, right, when we don't have these facilities. And it, it enriches the communities that those people live in. We learned in the in the podcast about these two women, Lois Curtis and Elaine Wilson, who had mental illnesses of various kinds and developmental disabilities, voluntarily admitted to the psychiatric unit of this state hospital. So let's hear the Olmstead case essentially changed how the nation looks at disabilities. Tally Wells is the executive director at Georgia Appleseed Center for Law and Justice. Here he is speaking about the American Disabilities Act. What I love about the story of the Americans with Disabilities Act itself is people with disabilities rose up. They had their civil rights movement, just like African-Americans, just like women, just like LBGTQ communities. It's often not heard of, but it's a story that needs to be told because it's an extraordinary story. And it caps with people getting out of their wheelchairs and crawling up the stairs to the United States Capitol to talk to their congressional leaders saying, you have to include us too. I remember seeing those photos are so powerful. But what about telling this story? What what role the ADA played in 
the whole Olmstead case or what it means for how we look at and how we treat people with disabilities as a culture and society. It's incredibly important to tell these stories. And I think hearing people's voices humanizes the stories rather than just like connecting these random dots. And I love the written word. We were joking about this earlier. But there is nothing like hearing the stories and hearing the people. Like you just said, the first thing you said was these images are incredibly powerful. Mm-hmm. Audio connects you. And all of a sudden, I start thinking about Tyree and how he's this incredible part of his community. And we get to hear his voice and have him and his caretaker tell their story. There's nothing like that. And it's incredibly important and also just like joyful to hear these stories. Well, we know last year, the AJC published an article stating Georgia ranking 45th in the nation for providing funding to people with developmental disabilities. Maria, I'm wondering if people at what you and your team heard from parents or caregivers regarding this care and Medicare waivers in particular, where there's an episode on that? They're vastly needed. They are greatly needed. There are currently 6,007 people, was the last number that I recall, that are on waiting lists in Georgia that are waiting to receive various levels of service that would allow them to go to work, live on their own, Uh, go to school on their own. And so the quality of life hangs in the balance depending on whether or not they receive one of these waivers. And we, the, our next phase of this storytelling monster is a film. And in the film, you see directly what happens when someone has access to a care attendant and employment and supported employment and all of the things that you, you take for granted, you you wouldn't need someone to come and help you get dressed in the morning and get out the door and then maybe transportation assistance. And the, 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 the barriers that go away when those waivers become available are phenomenal. And there are so many people in Georgia who are waiting to be able to do what they want to do. They're sitting waiting like I would really like to. So they are charged with going to the Capitol when we have our advocacy days and saying, Senator so-and-so, this is what I need. Representative so-and-so, we really need waivers because I want to go to work. I want to go to school. And so we've looked at how our state has missed out on the opportunity to gain the intelligence of these people, gain the voices of these people, gain the experience of these people, because they're don't have the ability to be a part of our daily lives. Well, so you, yes, go ahead. And not just that, but we also, via the podcast, explore nuances when it comes to socioeconomic status and race. And those are important nuances to explore because this isn't rainbows and sunshine. Not only are waivers needed, but waivers are needed inclusively and they need to empower everyone equitably. Well, you're both working on this podcast that is, and of course, Maria, this is a population that you work with all the time, right. people with tremendous need in many cases, and and waiting for help, waiting for assistance. You know, this was all brought to light very critically in the in the recent case of the woman who overwhelmed mother of four, son with Down syndrome, who left her child and faced felony charges at Grady Memorial Hospital, that there is a growing need. But it was interesting that people met that. In many cases, there was a lot of piling on, you know, like, why did you have these kids if you can't take care of them kind of thing, but a lot of empathy for her. Do you think, you know, you talked about the hurdles earlier, Maria. Do you think attitudes about 
people with disabilities is changing? And, and, and what role does this podcast play in that? I think that there is no change towards the attitude without exposure. It is imperative that these stories, the pictures that photographers took along the way, the podcast, the movie, all of these aspects of these people, and that's what you need to remember, people, right? It's imperative for that type of exposure to happen so that the attitudes can change. The only way my son knows that someone with a visual impairment can work at a radio studio is if he came in and saw someone there. I'm like, oh, that's how he does it, right? And they may have... Do, they may do some things a little bit differently, but it is seeing those people. Representation matters. It's seeing those people that makes everything very, oh, well, of course. Of course that person would be here. Maria Pinkleton, she is GCDD Public Relations Director. Thank you so much for speaking with us. Thank you. And also with us, the Frequency Media CEO and founder, Michelle Corey. She's executive producer of the Hidden Voices podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you. This was such a pleasure. The first full season is out. You can listen for free. The details are at our website, gpbnews.org. On Second Thought is produced by Amelia Brock, LaRaven Taylor, Priya Mahadevan, and Jake Troyer. Jesse Neiswanger is our engineer. Mary Lynn Ryan is our executive producer. I'm Virginia Prescott. Thanks so much for joining us on On Second Thought.